everyone, welcome to our first Kaylee Day service for 2019. These are services that represent Celtic spirituality and we draw from resources from Northern England, Scotland and Ireland, specifically the Northumbria community, the Iona community and the Lindisfarne community. Tonight's reflection is done by a congregation member, Anne Clark, and she'll be talking about the history of the Celtic saints. We hope you enjoy. Tonight... I'm going to reflect on the Northern Celtic Christian saints. Saints that I was introduced to during my holidays in Northern England and Scotland. And we know so much about these men because of the writings of the Venerable Bede. Now Bede lived from the years 673 to 735 in Northumbria. And at the age of seven, he was left without parents. He was taken in by a monastery at Jarrow in Northumbria, and he was placed under the care of the abbot. He learned quickly, and he became a deacon, aged only 19 years. And then Bede remained in Jarrow, on and off, for most of his life. And he wrote most of his famous history there, in the second half of his life. Now, the books that he wrote were the history of the English church and people, the lives of the abbots, and the life of Bishop Cuthbert. And he also translated the Gospel of St. John for his monks. He wrote in Latin, and he sometimes is called the father of English history. His writings were not only recording historical events, but he also preserved the stories and the legends and the miracles of his day. He gave us accounts of what people thought and believed in at that time. And he recorded and developed the developments of the church by examining all the available records. Now, only 80 years before Bede's time, St. Augustine was sent by Pope Gregory and landed in Kent and he was soon made Archbishop of Southern England and started the monasteries there. And then 50 years before St. Augustine arrived, St. Columba was sent by the Scots of Ireland to the tribal Picts of Scotland, and he founded the flourishing monastery on the Isle of Iona. Now at this time, the Celtic church was arranged more like a tribal monastic order, whereas in Ireland, the monasteries were becoming notable centers of energetic study. Columba was the first abbot of Iona, being sent to convert the people to the faith of Christ by his preaching and his example. Columba died on Iona in 597 and was buried there. And that was the same year that St. Augustine's came to Kent. A few years later, a very humble, pious, godly king, Oswald, who ruled Northumbria, and he wished for his Christian people to have a Christian teacher. And therefore he sent to the Scottish elders for a baptized Christian man. They sent him Aidan from Iona in the year 655. Now, King Oswald then gave Aidan the Isle of Lindisfarne on which to build a church and a monastery. 
But sadly, the king died in battle, aged only 38. But Aidan, who had now become a bishop and a man of great gentleness and holiness, he returned the king's, he continued the king's wishes. When King Oswald was then succeeded by his brother Oswey, who was also a Christian man and featured later in our Celtic hist- history. Bishop Aidan continued to walk and travel on horseback throughout Northumbria and Lindisfarne, baptizing the Christians as he went. Now the Isle of Lindisfarne is on the coast of northeast England and is approached by a causeway. The tide ebbs and flows and the place is surrounded by the sea twice a day and then twice a day the sand dries and it joins it to the mainland. The Farne Islands are a small group of islands about nine miles further out to sea and the monks used to Uh, used to retreat to these Farn Islands when they needed solitude. Bishop Aidan often did this, for he was a very holy, gentle man. Then he died in the year 651. He had only been a bishop for 16 years, and he was succeeded by Finnan, who also came from Iona. The monks buried Aidan in his church that he had built on Lindisfarne. Bede was very fond of Aidan, and he said God had made the greatness of Aidan's merits by the evidence of his miracles. Bede wrote in his history, in brief, what I have learned from those who knew him, he took pains never to neglect anything that he had learned from the writings of the evangelists or the apostles or the prophets. I greatly admire and love all things about Eden, Aden, he wrote. Our next very holy Celtic saint was Cuthbert. From boyhood, he had longed to be a member of religious life. He started in the monastery at Melrose on the River Tweed, and there he became a great speaker. He used to visit the villages around and preach. And then from Melrose, he was sent to Lindisfarne as abbot and was later made Bishop of Hexham. Eventually, he returned to his beloved Lindisfarne and spent many months on the Farne Islands. He loved the solitary contemplation and the silence. He lived off the sea and what he could grow in the rocky soil. But finally, he became very sick but he still would not go back to Lindisfarne. And this saintly man, Cuthbert, finally died on the Farne Islands in the year 698. And the monks buried him in the church on Lindisfarne, as his life had been marked by so many miracles. Cuthbert had been alive in the time of Bede, and Bede travelled several times to visit him on Lindisfarne. And in his history, Bede recorded the following about Cuthbert. He said, Like a good teacher, he taught others to do only what he practised himself. Above all, he was a fire with heavenly love, unassumingly patient, devout, and unceasingly in prayer. 
Now, 11 years after Cuthbert's burial, the monks had reason to open his coffin, and it was found that his body was whole and incorrupt, and all his garments were unspoilt and spotless. Later, he was reburied. However, later still, in the year 1020, at a time of a Danish invasion, the monks moved his coffin to Durham, to an island in the middle of the river Weir. Later, a church was built there to house his coffin, together with the relics of Bede's sacred body. And now both these remains are in separate shrines in Durham Cathedral, the foundation stone of which was laid in 1093. But before Cuthbert's death, there was a great controversy about the observance of Easter. The Christians of the South followed the custom brought from Rome and the Apostolic Fathers, while the Christians from the Scottish Celtic Church in remote north struck the outmoded and they kept to the tradition governed by the moon. King Oswey from Northumbria wanted all Christians to keep the same date for Easter and to have similar customs. So he decided to call a synod to debate the issue and to chair the event himself. He decided to call a synod. This was planned and held at Whitby Abbey. Bishop Coleman from Lindisfarne, he spoke for the Celts explaining that the Easter date had been handed down by the monasteries in Ireland and Iona, and it did depend on the moon. While Bishop Wilfrid of Northumbria, having himself been to Rome recently, spoke of the Catholic time for Easter, set out by the apostles Peter and Paul, and which was now followed by most countries and had been reaffirmed by the Council of Nicenae. King Oswey favoured the Roman custom for Easter. And this great event took place in the year 664 and became known as the Synod of Whitby. Bede was not born at this time of this synod, but no doubt it was still fresh in the minds of the monks of Jarrah and Lindisfarne. We know that Bede visited Bishop Adenham at Iona and Bishop Cuthbert in Lindisfarne, because both he referred to as his scholars. But the expression of Christianity was changing. The written word was advancing. And we know this advance because of the Irish Book of Kells and the writing of the Lindisfarne Lindisfarne Gospels, both of which are now in university libraries. In Bede's writings, we trace the gradual decay of the Celtic tribal monastic system, and we see the development of the Roman diocesan structure. And by Bede's death, there were 17 dioceses throughout England. I give thanks for these faithful saints of Christ. That brings us to the end of our Cayley Day service for February. We'll return again with our next service on the 3rd of March 2019. If you're looking for a service of quiet reflection um, and just to spend some time in quiet, this might be the service for you. 
If you want to know any extra details, you can always check us out on our website, which is www.merryweatheranglican.org.au. We also put things to Facebook as, as services come available. So thanks for listening and God bless.